Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. <laughs> Welcome to episode 107 of Concussion Dog Podcast. I'm Nick Mercer. And today my guest is Lenore Hergit, who is a DVD, PD, DVD, and uh, just knows a lot about concussions and to say his expertise there is an understatement. Um, and but we'll get more about what she's saying first. I want to just uh, remind everybody that they can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Concussion Talk uh, to please support me on Patreon.com. So Patreon.com slash Concussion Talk. And, and uh, subscribe, rate, and view this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And before I talk to Nora, I'll introduce my sponsor, Head Check Health. Concussion Talk podcast is presented by Head Check Health. Head Check Health bridges the gaps in concussion care through simple, powerful technology, to our organizations like the Canadian Football League, Track Factory Racing, the Canadian Junior Hockey League, Eastern Washington University, and Volleyball Canada, who rely on HeadCheck Health to improve communication and optimize care. Visit HeadCheckHealth.com for more. Okay, Lenore, thank you so much for, for agreeing to be part of this podcast. And uh, sure. so as I, I kind of stumped through your your expertise here, but you're, uh, I'm trying to read off your, your mass general is where you, is where you work. Is that where you are now? You're in just general hospital. Exactly. Mass general sports medicine department. Right. Okay. And, uh, there's a long thing to your, 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 uh, bio here on the page and it's extensive. So I guess your choice is what you'd like to people know about you as a physio- so you're a senior physical therapist and you obviously do with, specifically concussion concussions or also orthopedic so yeah so what's your yeah I do a little bit of both so probably 60% of my caseload is sport related concussions and then the rest is um, other sport related musculoskeletal orthopedic injuries wow so you're a busy person um and oh. uh you will be I'm not sure when in spring I guess it is would be early spring or late winter uh, when you teach course for Jess Schwartz, who's on episode 103 of this podcast. 
she's doing concussion corner academy and she's her one of her courses is physical therapy examination which Lamar will be instructing so could you just I guess I guess first start off talking about that what is what are you going to teach in that in general okay. sure uh, yeah so the concussion corner academy um I believe will be getting off the ground in January and I think I'm the third lecture so sometime uh, late January, mine will be uh, going live. So my role with Concussion Corner Academy is to teach the functional exam for concussion. I'll be focusing on the ocular motor, so the functional vision exam, the vestibular exam, the cervical spine exam, and then exercise testing considerations. So kind of all of the, um, the exam and, and clinical assessment with concussion will be my role. Oh, well, so you just have the, you know, you, know, you teach for two weeks, you instruct, instruct for two weeks? Yes. Okay, and uh, so what is the role of, how would you, what would you, what would you first say when you're evaluate just in general and not to get the course over here, but cervicogenic uh, testing, how would you proceed with that? Would you, examination, how would you, Proceed with that, which you're in general, which is pretty lame that is. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's, it's a good question because a lot of times we, we kind of forget how much the neck is involved with the head and how you can sustain a concussion without even hitting your head just by the, the sheer force of your neck and head in a whiplash type mechanism. Um, so because of that, a lot of the, the symptoms and what these, these people feel are very similar to the symptoms of a concussion where they might have headache and dizziness and fogginess, but that could actually be coming from the neck. Oh, so, so part so of the, like whiplash, pulling it off the neck. Exactly, right, exactly. Just like a whiplash induced injury. Um, and so it's often concomitant with the concussion. So you're getting a neck injury with your head injury. So the cervicogenic part of the exam is to try to tease out if is the neck contributing to what they're feeling or is it just the head? And so there are a few sorry. different, oh, sorry. Oh, no, I was going to say, you were going to say, I was going to say, hey, do that, but you were going to say that, so. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so so obviously you would do your, your regular musculoskeletal workup looking at ligament stability, range of, mo range of motion, joint mobility, um, muscle palpation, strength testing. But what separates this from the a regular orthopedic or musculoskeletal exam for the neck is getting into the sensory integration and proprioception testing. Um, so there, there are a few good tests out there that have good sensitivity and specificity. Um, so the ones that I use mainly and that I'll be teaching, um, one of them is the smooth pursuit neck torsion test. So it looks just like your regular smooth pursuit test, like an H test or an I test that you would be doing to look at eye movements. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say yeah. Yeah, it's exactly like that, except you have the patient rotate their head 45 degrees to one direction and you repeat the test and 45 oh. degrees the other well, direction. Like instead of, instead of your eyes following a, a pen or whatever, your whole head does. Is that the idea? It's still just your eyes. Oh. So it's straight across from your patient and having their head and neck in primary position, just looking straight ahead. Now they're rotating, so you're going to be at an angle. You're still going to just watch their eyes move, but there's some torsion now through the neck. The neck is rotated, 
Otherwise you do the exact same H test for smooth pursuit. And so what you look, does it feel different for the patient? Sometimes it causes more eye strain. And do you notice any breakdown of eye movements? So if it was smooth when you were sitting straight across in them, but now it's all psychotic and kind of choppy, that indicates that there may be some more contribution coming from the neck. Or if it hurts them more or causes more of a headache when they do this, the H test or the smooth pursuit test, if it hurts more or causes more symptoms when their neck is rotated, that's a, an indication that the neck is likely involved. Well, I've, I've actually done a few podcasts on the visio-vestibular system with uh, Will Thrive Neurosport. She's a, Katie Mitchell is a physiotherapist and, uh, and PhD researcher, PhD candidate I get now in uh, Barlow, Ontario. And she, does, she did a few episodes of podcast and so did uh, Sir Lauren Zayas, who's the DPT in Utah. Do you know her? I do know, Lauren. Yes. Yes, and so we, we did a face condition podcast together. We still do it when I haven't talked in a while, but we will. And uh, and yes, and uh, so we don't be, I'm very familiar with the visual system treatment for a uh, Good question, but uh, could you just please explain what what is you what you see in it? What's your your, your take on the whole vestibular system and how you design that? Right. So so first, when I look at the so visual or vestibular, uh, the, well, the visual vestibular system. So the not the system, but the you know treatment, the whole thing. Yeah. So when I'm when I'm looking at the visual vestibular, the first thing I want to do is make sure the visual piece is working before I even examine the vestibular. Um, if the, if the ocular motor, the visual system's not working, um, as, as well as it should, then that's going to affect the vestibular system too, because of the vestibular ocular reflex. So I do my thorough vision exam first, then I go into more of our vestibular visual acuity, dynamic visual acuity, things like that. Um, and so any part of the system that's not working from eye alignment to eye tracking at different speeds or depths. Um, we wanna make sure we're addressing that and then bringing in the head movement piece to bring in the vestibular system to look at gaze stability as well. I can definitely see that because that brain actually, I have a, I've had dealt, I, my brain injury was a severe brain injury, not concussion, severe brain injury in 03. And I had a, I, I have double, I've had double vision, double vision since my brain injury. And the three eye surgeries, but now, and and now I'm doing vision therapy locally here at the Vision Development Center. They're on August in August. Katie, actually, uh, Kara and Sarah were on my podcast, and uh, yeah, so we have. Well, I've done a lot of this vision stuff with eye, eye tracking, and trying to get my eyes aligned. To, well, not really aligned because one is just a distortion, like it's the eyes twisted in, in, okay. in the socket, I guess. And uh, yeah, so I, I definitely feel the I know the um, feel the, the importance of this uh, of getting your your eyes aligned and helping that helps a lot, helps a lot with the the silver system. With this. So once you have say your say you, I mean mine are probably never going to align because of physical limitations with just surgeries and my injury stuff. So but who knows? And then maybe well, I shouldn't say they never will, but I mean I don't know. Anyway, and uh, I'm not a doctor. But uh, but uh, you know, so what, if once you once you once you decide that there's persons that the patient client's eyes are 
I'm not saying not, not say not the problem, but not not going to affect your system or have been treated enough that the uh, the vestibular system. How would you treat the vestibular system? So sure. So then I then I want to get into tolerated head movements while making sure the the vision is stable or the vision is clear so it may mean that we have to slow down the pace of the head moving while looking at an object in a pretty simple room or simple background um, so normally we should be able to keep a target still or in focus while moving our head at two hertz or 180 beats per minute with a pretty busy background that's what we should be able to do uh, but oh, that's yeah. often impaired right yeah. So, so I try to find whatever a, a patient can tolerate and do objectively well. So what, what can they, how fast can they move their head and keep an image in focus without provoking symptoms to a, to a great degree. If, if it provokes symptoms in a, you know, up one or two points on the scale and comes right back down, that's fine. But if it's really skyrocketing their symptoms and they can't see the target clearly, then I want to make sure I'm slowing down the head movement and maybe using a, a pretty simple background. And then as we progress, we'll speed up the head movement, add a more complex background, maybe change the base of support. So starting off sitting and then moving to standing and maybe incorporating balance or movement of the whole body within, um, within the room until we get to the point where they're doing what they need to do for their occupation or their sport. I, I, I see in your, in your, in your pilot that you do a lot of this, right in your pilot that you do a lot of work with the exertion and exercise. So, and you were saying, you are saying like you can sit and stand and your other eyes are coping with that, but, uh, and their heart is helping with that. But, uh, so how would you reduce, would you reduce, say your exertion, any exertion or exercise right after when you, in the mid during during that stream, or would you wait till after that's yeah, the more better handle on that. So I'm there. I the visual is visual ocular motor system or the visual system. Or would you introduce the heart rate and the exertion at the same time as you're studying the uh, you're examining their visual system? That's a really good question. And and as you know, everybody's so different. So what I might do with one patient can be very different from someone else. Typically, I examine each system in isolation. So examine the ocular motor, examine the vestibular, examine exercise or, or cardiovascular endurance. Um, and then based on results from each system, develop my plan of care. And then within a treatment, uh, a treatment session, I might start in a similar fashion where we do a few eye exercises and then a few vestibular exercises and then some exertion or cardiovascular exercises. And then, you know, over a couple sessions start to combine and mix these, these um, challenges. So, so do an eye exercise while balancing, do a vestibular exercise while riding a bicycle. So we start to incorporate multi-system challenges as they are getting better. And these, these exercises would not be hardly would they be really exertion? Would they be at the upper threshold of this person's ability, or would they be just, uh, you know, ready like just going to the market, getting a bag of potatoes or something like that? Are they like very slow, usually a big ride, or would they be a 
harder, more training type of bike ride. Yeah, so so great another great question and, and it can vary so much. So I ideally want to establish a threshold when I initially examine them. So is there some sort of exertion threshold based on heart rate or position that they can tolerate? And so that's where I'm going to start. Um, so for some people that might be running on a treadmill, but for most people, it's going to be a lot less than that. It might just be walking down a hall or like you said, going to the market and, and picking something up. Um, mm -hmm. So it really is dependent. Um, but the, the key is trying to stay below a threshold where it really exacerbates symptoms. You know, I want to ask you, I said your, your protein affiliations, but also first, you, you also do a lot of uh, high school patients, clients, however you, however you, would you, do you help them patients or patients or clients? I usually call them patients. Patients? Yes. Yep. Well, um, your high school patients end up, but are they usually from sports? Or are they just gen and generally... Are they specifically from, let's say, local high school football teams or hockey teams? Yeah, so the, my patient caseload is probably 95% sport-related injuries. So I'm typically seeing soccer players, basketball, lacrosse, hockey, football. Um, once in a while, I'll see non-sport-related injuries, maybe car accident, um, a fight at school, something else like that. But most of what I'm seeing is sport-related. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And, uh, and, you, and uh, I was going to ask you, the, uh, the treatments you get, you, 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 you give to high school athletes, I assume also, you know, younger, obviously, just 
kids, whereas pro athletes are adults. So does your the way you treat the question differ significantly from like say your focus on visual or visuovacillar or or sarcogenic? With the does that does that feed into it to as much in so yeah, I mean, for, for both groups, for the, the pediatric or the, the younger population or the adult professional population, I mean, it's still the same brain. It's still the same systems that we need to examine. The, the biggest difference is that with the kids, they're still undergoing, undergoing a lot of neurometabolic changes. They still have a developing brain. Um, yeah. so, so a lot of things that just are impacting their recovery outside of their head injury you know, they're, they're developing, they're still changing on a day-to-day basis. Their necks are generally weaker than a professional athlete's neck. Um, and so, but otherwise I'm still, I'm still examining oculomotor, vestibular, cervicogenic exercise tolerance. So it's still all the same exams. It's just taking some of those factors into consideration. And, and this process that we were both mentioning are rather the New England, New England Patriots, Matt, you're on the medical staff of them. They you yes. see the Boston Bruins, Boston Red Sox, New England, New England Revolution. The, what is the home base program? I read that, but I don't know what that is. Sure. The, yeah, the home base program is um, initially it was started um, to, to treat veterans of post 9 11 wars. Um, oh. So to give them some supplemental assessment and clinical treatment across the spectrum of physical and emotional and mental um, impairments sustained in post 9-11 wars. Um, so it, it, it's a three to four day evaluation with multiple disciplines. Um, and then if they qualify for either the TBI or the post-traumatic stress group, they come back for two weeks of intensive training and that's physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, psychological therapy, social work, nutrition, and, and everything else in between. And they have what's the equivalent of three months of outpatient care in two weeks. It's an intensive program. And uh, they recently opened this up to all veterans. So not just post 9-11 war veterans, but every every veteran. Um, wow. So it's a, it's a wonderful program. Um, yeah, that, and- I'm not, I'm not asking more about that, but uh, first, uh, first, I start to do with more of my my planning or that's you at the. Uh, so, professional athlete, a uh, a professional athlete, professional athlete comes in and says in training or not, he didn't say it. His coach says or his trainer says, does that they banged his head on playing in a playing football, playing banged his head like hit the ground with his head, saying you know got knocked out and was out for say 10 seconds with that player and a high school player who also hit his head on the ground is out for 10 seconds with that would they how do they react to your team do they react do they attack your team the same way i think generally not i mean not to shame shame kids or you know struggling with other issues but like to if they're a do they do they attack with the same pickers say a person out there who's knows that their angle is a little right. different. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, of course, a professional athlete, their livelihood is their job, right? So, yeah. so, you know, their, their need to play might be a little bit greater than a high school athlete. 
Um, we think of our high school athletes though, they really identify with themselves as athletes. You know, it, that's their social group. That's their, yeah. their do every day after school. Those are their friends. That's their social network. Um, that's what they've been working on too. So it can be equally as important for them to get back on uh, their field or their court or, or on the ice. Um, it may not be their livelihood, but as far as they're concerned, they don't know that this is yeah. this their life at the time. Cause they're they're That's what they're going through. Um, but of course you have, you know, some high school kids who, you know, maybe this is their way out. Maybe they're sick of yeah. playing their parents have been paying tens of thousands of dollars for eight years of lessons and they don't want to quit, but maybe this is their way out. Yeah. So Certainly, I've seen that as well, where they're like, you know what, I think I'm done. Yeah. Um, they still want to get better. They don't want to feel lousy. Yeah. So as far as I'm concerned, we're still working on similar things. And and as a trainer during the military, as we're also in this, it's, uh, just, it's often because obviously that would, I think, would also entail uh, graceful therapy, psycho psychology, other tons of nutrition and tons of other therapists. I don't even know how to mention all of them. Definitely different types of therapists that would treat the treat or water veterans, but also mostly the same as in not the same, but similar to uh, the same number of, of say therapists would also treat certain athletes and, and high schoolers, high school athletes as well. Do does that do you have to have a combined, they say a multidisciplinary therapy going with the, with the athletes and military personnel and high school athletes? Yeah, similar. So, so we like to be on the lookout for, um, you know, a, a high school athlete or a professional athlete or collegiate athlete who may need to see sports psychology or neuropsychology or social work or, or some other discipline. Um, so, so we do approach this in a multidisciplinary fashion as well. Um, and, and so we're, you know, I'm fortunate in Boston and at Mass General Hospital that I have access to some of uh, the, the greatest therapists and physicians and, um, and colleagues out there across many disciplines and many different hospitals in Boston. So, so, yeah, you know, we say Boston is a, there are tons of hospitals and, and I mean, especially brain injury related aspects sure. of it. So Mass General, how big hospitals that do you, or did your department say? That's a great question. <laughs> I don't know the answer to that. Um, mm -hmm. I know that about 20,000 people who work there. Wow. So it, it's, it's, you can imagine how many patients we see. Yeah. And yeah, there's done also, there's also like universities there and other exactly. hospitals as well. And uh, even in the area, I mean, because you now, like, as I mean, I'm thinking from St. John's, where we're out in the middle of North Atlantic, where there's no one near us. We're like us and we're, you know, we're in Candops. These are not like desperate, but we're still like, there's not much whereas in Boston is close but close to I mean they don't think they're close to New York and, and uh Pittsburgh and all you know these little ways to be where all close to we are and uh that's Hawaii kind of perspective yeah. perspective, I guess. But uh right. yeah. Uh so uh here the uh I want to ask you before you right be ended it there about the uh post concussion syndrome. You also you do a lot with that, like the exercising exercise at the post-concussion and with the other and the atypical is that mean this atypical concussion presentations and considerations for the military but yeah mostly the uh we'll go so it's your first thing in the 
uh, she's a female athlete triad, which is mentioned near bio, so I will I feel fine asking you about that. What is oh, the, okay. the female athlete triad? Oh, sure. So, so I mean, that's outside of brain injury. That's more um, oh. female athletes who maybe have are under, um, you know, don't have adequate nutrition and are at risk for any sort of bone stress injury or stress fractures. So oh, that's okay. just an orthopedic. Oh. Side. <laughs> Oh, you want to define that? Is that affected though by the say concussion? Would you would you say aspects to that are affected by if the if this person came to see you because they broke a leg, but they also broke a leg after a fall and like they don't think they have it? Would you just say okay, well maybe something with you when you fell to your head? They're like ah oh, maybe hit my head, but my leg is broken, so that's the main reason I'm here. But would you also look at say their Cervicogenic or their visuocellular systems is really cushion, but that point it's is like around me here. But yeah, no, yes, yeah, certainly. If if you know if they sustained multiple injuries to, to their leg and neck or head, yeah. I'm going to one you know and, and assess each one fully. Um, it might take a little bit longer, obviously, but but yeah, I would still want to put as much effort into that. Um, if I was suspicious that there may be some sort of head injury involved also. And going back to free the head read, post concussion syndrome and the FAC of preseason and postseason uh visual training to return to play decisions. How would you how do you how do you what how's that what do you what do you do for that? Um, yeah, so this and this is mostly with the professional teams I see. So during their their preseason physicals that they have with, you know, the, the team physician, the orthopedist, the cardiologist. Um, I'm one of the, the people they see as well. So every player on each of the Boston teams gets a full um, baseline test where I'll, I'll get baseline data on their ocular motor, vestibular, and balance. Uh, so that if they do sustain a concussion, aside from how they feel symptomatically, I have some preseason data to go on to see if they, you know, are they performing where they did during their preseason test? So do you feel that the, the, uh, the baseline data is it's as important as some people think it is? Or some people think it's not important at all, but what's your opinion on baseline data? You need baseline yeah. testing that needed. To me, I think if, if you have the means to do it, I think it can be very useful. Uh, the two major areas that I find it the most useful is identifying those people who might have some baseline impairments that you could improve during the preseason. So if their tracking isn't where it should be, or if their balance or vestibular functioning isn't where it should be outside of having a concussion, so in the preseason, then maybe you can improve it with some, some prehab or some, some exercise vision therapy or vestibular therapy. And then the other way is I found that some people just have abnormal baselines, like they might have an abnormal convergence or an abnormal um, dynamic visual acuity vestibular um, metric at their baseline. But if you don't have that and you're going to test it after their concussion and it's coming back as outside of the norm and you keep working with them, working with them and not clearing them to go play because they're not testing within the norm, but you don't know that this is their norm, um, then you could be delaying uh, return to play timeline. So it can help from that standpoint as well. 
And uh, I guess we'll, I don't say last year, but second last year or third last year ever. Um, <laughs> have you ever have you ever sustained a concussion that you were treatment for yourself? Um, so I, I am a lot older than concussion management um, has been around for. So I got a concussion in high school, which was in the I, 90s. I, I've read your body, not that old. Uh, well, I was in the high school in the 90s, and so nobody yeah. cared about concussions yeah. in the 90s. So I did get one, funny and not funny. Um, I played soccer and basketball, be. but it was during track. I got my concussion during track, which is the uh -huh. ironic part, uh, where I was fooling around after practice and was pretending I could high jump, and I was not a high jumper. And I went over the bar, fell off the mat, which was like a 10-foot high mat, and landed right on my head. But I didn't think anything of it. And I went along and just kept like horsing around yeah. and I didn't realize that I had a concussion until I had handed in an English assignment and it was completely nonsensical. Everything I wrote did not make sense. And I was a good student. So my teacher flagged it and asked me to yeah. see her and I did it a couple of days wow. later and I, I didn't recognize any of it. So then I was like, oh, but I didn't even call it a concussion. I didn't even know that word back then. And I didn't yeah. see any treatment for it because nobody knew that word <laughs> no exactly no, i'm with them with their, the uh, the same <laughs> type of, of uh, but actually that kind of leads well to my well, i was gonna say it's my last version but it's more for the longer one for you but yes but uh just the whole the whole experience of just being an odd way to get a concussion but your whole trajectory of your career started off getting a, a theater <laughs> degree like how does that yep. how do you go from theater <laughs> to decide that you want to be a physiotherapist <laughs> That's a really good question. I ask myself that all the time. Um, yeah, so my undergrad was in theater and I was in New York City doing a lot of acting. And then after a few years of that, realized I wanted a career change, something that was a little bit more steady that was in, um, I wanted to be doing something that I was helping people. And I come from a long line of teachers and nurses and doctors. And, and so I realized that's what I wanted to do. So I, I did the Teach for America program and I was teaching. So my master's degree is actually in education, yeah. uh, special education. So I was teaching kids with very, um, a lot of physical and uh, cognitive disabilities. And there was a physical therapist and an occupational therapist in my classroom who would help get the children out of their wheelchairs so that they could participate in different ways in the classroom. And so while I was teaching over those few years, I realized that's what I want to do. I want to be working with bodies and, and brains. So then I went, I had to do a post-bac pre-med program because I had to take nine additional oh, yeah. undergrad courses before I could apply to my doctoral program in physical therapy. But I that's guess. how I, <laughs> a long way. Yeah, took a, took a long time because uh, as you just was on to talk about her for the program, the Concussion Corner Academy, she mentioned that you were a, an actress yourself. So uh, not yourself, Nick, and Justice, but I mean, you're an actress as well as a physiotherapist. So do you still act or do you, you give that I up? Mean, totally? if, if you ask my friends and family, they'd say I'm acting all the time, but right. <laughs> I, I haven't done anything in a couple of years. I have kids in middle school. So my, my extra time when I do have any extra time is spent at soccer games and basketball games and coaching, but uh. it's, Something that I think once they graduate from high school and I have some time um, back that I miss it a lot. So I want to get back into some theater. I love it. Yeah. Really it. <laughs> so, yeah, that means an interesting, interesting crossover for sure. But you're a, 
if you're in physical therapy and you're, 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 I see you're highly into that and you're, uh, and acting that's just a, not odd, no, but you get there, <laughs> but you know, hey, however, yeah. however you get there, you get there, right? So exactly. I wouldn't change any of it. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so in you, you said you start the, uh, teaching, instructing the course for, I guess the teaching, but, um, she says instructing, instructing <laughs> the course for, uh, Dr. Schwartz's uh, concussion, concussion Corner Academy in January, is that you think? I believe mine will be at the end of January. Okay. And then any of, the, any of, your, of your section of the course is physical therapy examination? And um, uh, my, my first lecture is examination of the oculomotor vestibular cervicogenic and exercise. And my second lecture is the treatment, so the rehab part of it. Wow. So, so that, that, that's like one, that's one week each, right? That's like, so, exactly. so your one, your one course is you'd be like, not just not like an hour, be like a, a week long, just teaching about. So would do that be with that, the, the, I'm asking her, um, would that be very, would that be like a very visual thing or would that be just instructing? Because obviously now these people you're teaching would know, know exactly, exactly what you're talking about really. Yeah. So, Great thing is we have a lot of videos that we've pre-recorded of every single examination technique um, with some great graphics to show like the exact parameters and everything. So I'll be instructing it verbally, um, but people will have access to the to the visual and, and all of the videos as well. Um, so they'll really get some nice, um, you know, some nice copies of what they can keep referring back to. Um, for specifics and in instructional labs. And you certainly have some great, uh, great other instructors also in the course. Right? So it should be a very fascinating course. But um, Absolutely. Before, before that, before we end this now, would you just like to tell people where they can, how they can mind you, where is the best? Your link tree is where I found a lot of stuff. And that's also where I found a lot of links to the mass general page, making a line phone and uh, and yeah, and also uh, Dr. Schwartz's program, which I know. But uh, where how else do people find you, or if they they define you, or reach you, or or and on social media? Yeah, so probably, um, and and you can ask Dr. Schwartz. This is um, my one of my biggest failures is my my lack of <laughs> um, social media prowess and knowledge. That's that's, uh, that's no failure. No, she's helping me <laughs> circumnavigate the social media world, try to be more accessible. Um, okay. So twi Twitter is something that I am on strictly for a professional reason. So that's probably, uh, and it's just my name, Lenore Herget. So that is probably the easiest way for people to reach me. Um, and then the whole Linktree Instagram thing is very new for me. So <laughs> I'm learning that, but that's another way as well. <laughs> And uh, if any if any Hollywood directors want to reach out to you, where are they give me all of the above. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So th thank you so much for being part of this podcast. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Nick. It was great talking with you. Great talking with you. The music at the beginning of this podcast is by Ben Sound. www.bensound.com. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.